Welcome to PromoCast Canada, the one and only show produced especially for Canada's promotional products community. Brought to you by the Promotional Products Professionals of Canada and the President and CEO of PPPC, Jonathan Strauss. Let's talk shop. Welcome to PromoCast Canada. My name is Jonathan Strauss. I'm the President and CEO of the Promotional Products Professionals of Canada. And welcome to PromoCast Canada. I'm thrilled to have with me today as my guest, Heidi Reimer-Epp, CEO and co-founder of Botanical Paperworks. Welcome, Heidi. Hi, thanks for having me. It's great to have you here as a guest. And uh, for those people who don't know, the reason I'm able to host this is actually when you were the incoming chair of PPBC, you actually introduced me to the association. So um, we can maybe get into that in a little bit, your, your involvement with the industry. But, um, you know, I, I appreciate uh, that I'm here because of you. So thank you, Heidi. Yeah, those were some good years. We did some really good work together. So happy to be reflecting back on that. Yeah, it's amazing to think that uh, it's about four years that I've been working with the association and um, your, your, your involvement uh, was really at its peak uh, in my early days with the association. And, uh, you know, you and, and your board colleagues then really had a lot of hard work that you had to do. And uh, hopefully now you're watching the success that's come from that. Yeah, absolutely. And when I think back on that time, you know, that was before COVID. It feels like it was ages ago, but you say it was only four years ago. <laughs> but it was this um, really pivotal time in the life of the PPPC and the Canadian promotional product industry. It was an honor to be there at that time and to work with my other um, board colleagues, as you say, and to bring about the change that needed to happen and to bring about the partnership with PPAI and with SAGE. And then, of course, as a supplier with my company, Botanical Paperworks, um, this has just been excellent for us and I think excellent for um, all the other members of the association. So just so happy to be part of that, both as a board member and as a member company. So right, let's talk about uh, Botanical Paperworks and, and how, how you started the company. Um, can, you, can you share with us the story of how you developed the company and, and got to where you are now? Yeah, the, the story of Botanical Paperworks goes back some years, actually, to my mom, Mary Reimer. And she was an elementary school teacher who noticed that her students would take paper and scribble something on it and then throw it into the garbage. And there wasn't a recycling program at the time, so she noted the waste of this paper and thought, surely you could do something with it. She did some research and discovered a field called hand papermaking, where you could take old paper, discarded waste paper, and repulp it and reform it into sheets. So she learned how to, to do that papermaking process, brought it back into the classroom and did it with her kids. So they made uh, handmade paper, then they bound it into a book and then wrote their poems and stories and had this beautiful keepsake. So that was how the, the very early start, because then what happened was I was getting married and I loved the handmade paper that she made and I asked her if she would do the programs for our wedding and she did them. People raved about them. They were gorgeous. And um, the, we started to see things in the marketplace, like in stationery stores that looked similar to the handmade paper that she would make. And we started to talk and say, you know, maybe we have a business idea here. Like maybe we could actually turn this into something. So we made a small line of cards, like little folded cards with envelopes made out of the handmade paper. And we said, we're going to visit five Winnipeg stores. That's where we're based out of. And if three out of the five place an order for these little note cards, then we're going to see that as a green light, like we're onto something here. Well, all five placed 
opening orders. And then we had to get busy and produce the orders. <laughs> but that's what got us started and gave us the confidence then when I, I left my full-time job, I was working for a biotechnology company and decided, well, you know what? Live with no regrets, start this business. And um, if it's a total bust, I can young enough to go get another job, but let's give this a try. So that was really how we started in handmade papers. Um, but we, uh, you know us now as a seed paper company. That's because somewhere along the way, we uh, connected with some UK publishing companies and went on to write three books when we were recognized as experts in the papermaking field, including we wrote an encyclopedia of papermaking and bookbinding. And through that process, we stumbled on the seed paper idea, then learned how to commercialize it and make it in large quantities, and eventually rebranded the whole company as a seed paper company. And so Heidi, when along the way did you go from making greeting cards for stationary stores to getting into the promotional products world? How did that come about for you? That was one of those beautiful moments of opportunity. You know, we started um, with, as I was saying, with the stationary, and then we moved into wedding invitations and really focusing on the consumer good sides of things. Um, then into memorial, wedding favors. This is just because we had this whole thing, like we could manufacture this seed paper, or and then it was the handmade paper. Um, and we were always looking for markets into which we could take that product and create a solution for um, and find a need. So somewhere along the way, we had um, customers starting to come to us asking for things like bookmarks and business cards and um, items that had logos on it. And um, we, we didn't know much about this market, but we, of course, wanted the business. And so we started working with those clients. And we sold direct because of the internet um, for a while until we encountered a Canadian distributor who said to us, hey, there's this whole industry and there's an association called the PPPC and you should consider joining it. So again, we're like, okay, let's take a look. And so we looked into that. We ended up becoming PPPC members, shutting down the direct business and aligning ourselves with uh, our Canadian distributors. And that's just how, it was an opportunity that we grabbed and it was a very good decision. And so Heidi, today you, you have some products that you sell direct to consumers um, and then you're very loyal to the distributor members of PVPC. Uh, what's the split in your business now uh, between your consumer business and your and your promotional products industry business? Well, where once consumer business was the bigger part of our pie, it is now the smaller portion of the pie. Well, especially in the last two years because of uh, events being so restricted. But even before that, we have grown a lot into the promotional product space, and it's uh, it's an industry that we're really happy to service and to work with those distributors and their customers. So a much bigger proportion um, goes towards promotional products, and one of the more recent segments for us is in eco-friendly, sustainable, and plantable packaging. So we do quite a bit of packaging with small cosmetics and small light items that can be placed in uh, boxes and envelopes that we make out of our seed paper. So Heidi, you're a niche product company in an industry that that's very big and broad. How do you as a supplier that, um, you know, maybe not every customer goes to a distributor saying, I want to use seed paper. How do you, um, how do you get noticed by distributors and how do you help distributors to sell your product that takes maybe a little bit of time to explain? That is a really great question because I do really believe that in the industry there is a place for the niche providers because um, we both have a part to play. 
So the, the way we go about doing that is that we want to be known. We want to have a profile within the industry. And so we do that with our various marketing methods that we employ, digital and um, trade shows and advertising. And there are many wonderful ways to connect with distributors thanks to the PPPC. And um, then we also, though, invest in the distributors that really have an affinity to our product. And um, so we're ready to equip every distributor with the sales tools that we've created to make it really easy to sell. We've got great PDFs and videos and um, different, different materials that can be used to learn how to sell it. And we'll also go really deep with a distributor that says, this is a product I'm really passionate about. And we do find that those are ones that have similar values to ours, like sustainability, um, eco-friendliness, and then they will pitch over and over and over again because it is, while it is a niche product, it's something that can be paired up with many other promotional products such as clothing and a tag made out of the seed paper that can be attached to that to continue the messaging in through the tag or in kidding and um, other things within the promotional product industry. So we, we do a lot of explaining and we have our team that is ready and willing to answer any questions uh, along with a lot of resources available through the website and through social media channels. That's something that has, is very, very important to us now. Um, that wasn't there when we first started the business, but it's a key part of getting the message out. And Heidi, as you, you talked about a few different strategies you have there, what advice, you know, we, we have actually seen during the pandemic and leading up to it, more, you know, niche product suppliers coming into the association, which is great to see that. What advice do you have for uh, a supplier who, who like you is, is you know, not a, a mug, a t-shirt or a pen? What advice do you have for them as they're trying to enter the promotional products world or, or grow their market share? I think getting involved in the association has been really important for botanical paperworks because by volunteering, uh, but then also participating as a supplier in the trade shows and the different events and the advertising opportunities, it just becomes this really fantastic opportunity to connect with distributors and then and other suppliers as well because the other suppliers are a great source of um, inspiration and uh, and support as a niche product supplier and on this journey, but then making those relationships and really getting to know the distributors because we are an industry based so much on relationships. And so I found that that was uh, very helpful. In fact, from the very beginning at our very first trade show, we started to get involved in volunteering in different capacities. So that has been a strategy that worked for us that I, I would recommend to other niche suppliers. And I also think really understanding where you fit in the promotional product industry is important because then when you communicate the value that you provide, if you're really clear on that, then the people um, receiving the message also really understand. And for niche suppliers, the value is in um, the uniqueness, the, the unique product that gets offered that really gets noticed because I feel that the industry um, is placing a higher value on quality and um, uniqueness and products that are that stand out and where people are going to spend their money on promotional products. They want to spend it in ways that really count and really have the impact that they're wanting to have. And that's where uh, niche suppliers can play an important role. That, that's some great advice, Heidi. Thank you for sharing that. You talked about the value 
uh, and the importance in the industry of, of developing and maintaining relationships. The way you've had to do that, I'm going to assume, has changed over the last two years. What will you take from the pandemic and the way it's changed how you meet new customers, engage with them, and develop them? What will you take from the pandemic forward? You know, what are the what are the positives that come out of doing business differently that will help you in the future? We have had a lot of conversation internally um, about the value of digital relationships. And so where we once thought that um, a digital relationship was on way down on the scale in terms of an in-person personal relationship, I think that we've learned that we can create, maintain, invest in relationships digitally, never having seen the person. I feel like maybe we can get to about 80%, um, but that, but at the same time, we really find ourselves valuing the opportunities to be together in person. So I think we're clearer on the role, um, and we would really like to go forward having a good balance of digital relationships with in-person relationships. Our eyes have been open into the possibilities. We've really enjoyed doing online uh, product knowledge sessions because we can reach uh, a group of people um, wherever they are. And that has been a real advantage to us and creating video content that can be accessed on demand. Making all of this is under the umbrella of making it easier for customers to work with botanical paperwork. And so in the digital area with uh, Zoom and with um, digital content, there are lots of ways that we now understand that we can make it easier. Um, and then by the same token, it's the value of the in-person stuff remains. And so I think that it's being very clear on what we get out of each type of uh, relationship, each type of communication, and then aligning that with our sales cycle, our marketing funnel, and what belongs where. Well, that, that I appreciate those insights. And it's good for, I appreciate hearing that you're still finding the value in the in-person because as you know well, our association um, you know, relies on the revenues that come from in-person events. And we're, we're excited to get back to them. And um, throughout the pandemic, we've been having uh, distributors, suppliers, multi-lines coming to us going, when are we going to be back together again? And so, you know, as much as people have shifted their business, the way of doing business, there still seems to be that very strong desire to, to get back together again in person. Yes. And I would love to see a beautiful, harmonious relationship between the digital and the in-person. I think that we've all uh, learned a lot during the pandemic, and I'm excited to see how that all plays out and how we can take the best of both moving forward. And I think that's really the challenge for uh, for organizations that bring people together, like associations. You know, how do we how do we bridge that? And I think there's going to be continue to be a lot of experimenting. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. So Heidi, I want to shift gears. Your company name, Botanical Paperworks, but I know um, during the pandemic you've gone beyond paper. So. Can you, can you tell us about your newest venture that takes you beyond paper? Yes, that's right. We are now um, producing beautiful, all-natural handmade soaps for the promotional product industry. Soap that you would find at a farmer's market, but available, branded for the promotional product industry and for um, promo customers. It was really a natural fit for us because uh, we're very good at producing handmade paper. Um, and so handmade soaps were a, a good fit with our um, values of sustainability um, and eco-friendliness. So we're producing some soaps 
that have no palm oil, are using essential oils for the fragrance, natural ingredients, and within the Canadian industry wrapped in a seed paper band. And it comes in many different formats. And wow, if you could smell our, our plant on the days where we're producing the soap, it's amazing. <laughs> Sadi, what led you to, to soap? Were there other things on the drawing board? Like what, what was the decision to, to add soap to the product line? Yeah, I think that anything that involves a high degree of, of a lab, hand labor and assembly is a particular sweet spot of ours in terms of taking that process and making it really efficient, cost effective, but still having the personal touch that comes from something made in small batches like the soap. And so that was something that I was really interested in. You know, I'm the founder and as the entrepreneur and the head of the company, it, it really helps when we have a product that were, that I'm personally interested in, but also seeing it fairly widespread in the marketplace, but not in the promotional product uh, space. So um, that was something that we said, well, we have the all the infrastructure to do this. And when we did our market research and talked with um, distributors in the industry, there's an interest there. So it seemed like a great, uh, a great product for us to move into next. And I would see other handmade products, eco-friendly, sustainable products that we could adapt for the promotional product industry coming in the years to come. But also, what an incredible time these last two years have been for experimentation and um, creativity. So while there have been certainly a lot of ups and downs with COVID as a manufacturer, it also gave us space to think beyond seed paper and to imagine what else could we be doing and then to take the time to do that experimentation. I'm really happy that we've done that. Well, good. And so how has, you know, I think you're a few months into this now. How, how is it, how's the reception been for you? And, and how has it been launching a new product when you're not, um, you know, you talked about the smell. Uh, how has it been launching a new product that, you know, you want people to smell it and you're not in person with them? How's that gone? Well, we've got a, a really good sampling program so that we can get the soap into people's hands so they can lather them up and see how beautiful they smell and how beautifully they lather. And it, but it's been a really great experience um, because, you know, a lot of the people that are working here were not here when we first launched Seed Paper. And it's, it's interesting to go back to explaining a new product and launching it for the first time and uh, supporting our distributors in learning all about it so that they can pitch it to their clients. But it's definitely filling a need. And that need is for promotional products that are sustainable, promotional products that don't that have a positive impact on the environment, things that are multi-sensory with the lathering and the scent. And of course, we're all doing a lot of hand washing, so it's a good fit. And it has worked really well in kits that um, promo companies are putting together. So I think it solves a lot of problems um, or fits also fits uh, many needs that, um, that customers are having in terms of gifting and branding that they want to do in 2022 and beyond. So I've been really happy with how it's going. And it, now we are shipping to the United States as well. So that's, we've got a lot of Canadian promotional product distributors that ship between the two countries. So it's, it's ready and available for that. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you about today. And I know from, from our conversations, especially during your time on the board that um, shipping handmade products with, um, with seeds and other things in them is not not the easiest thing to do internationally for people who aren't as experienced as you. So talk about um, 
selling from Canada to the world. You know, I don't know how many how many supplier members we actually have that manufacture in Canada and ship globally. Talk about some of the challenges with that and, and, and you know, what some of the big lessons are for you in that. That's right, because um, Botanical Paperworks, we manufacture in Winnipeg, Canada, but we sell to Canada, the U.S., to Europe as a whole, and then to the U.K., and those are our primary markets. And, of course, it came about because there was an opportunity. The Internet brought us to um, the customers asking for this from other countries. So we do this by having a very robust logistics department because as you say there are um, rules and regulations for seeds and we want to be abiding by those all the time so we have made a significant investment into uh, being experts on the requirements to uh, import into these various countries and to to meet those requirements to get it there safely um, so that, that, that was a strategic investment in the logistics department and in the relationships that we have with customs, uh, people. I'll say during COVID that that diversification geographically was really a benefit to us because when one country of the world was first, uh, battling, um, lockdowns, other areas, other countries were open. Then when those ones closed down, others were open. So I think for us, diversification uh, as a niche supplier has always been great across a geographic territory and product line. Um, but there are challenges, of course, when there are protesters at the border and and product um, can't can't cross at the normal normal border crossing. Then we have to be ready to pivot. But as I said to my team, if if we didn't learn how to pivot after these last two years, we have missed the lesson. <laughs> Because it's been um, this is this is great in terms of learning to be really agile, and to have um, multiple alternatives for so working with multiple freight carriers, working with um, multiple raw material providers. So even on the raw material front, where we used to be maybe just in time, now we are stocking raw materials just in case. And so these are all the lessons that we've taken that now inform our business today and really wanting to continue to strengthen the relationships we have with our customers in the various countries and staying very attuned to their unique challenges. So we have a lot of conversation where we are asking our um, distributor customers in their particular country, what are you seeing? What are your challenges? How can we help with that? Because ultimately we are the experts in seed paper we're here to provide not only the product, but the service that comes with it is is uh, is part of a big part of the value that we provide. Heidi, when you talk about your distributor customers outside of Canada, are there trends or seeing things you're seeing from them that Canadian distributors should know or hear about to help them think about the future? Anything sort of that you you see coming from your customers in in Europe and the United States that may impact what distributors in Canada might want to do in the future? I've always been struck um, by the the polish and the retail uh, consumer style of marketing from when we go to the trade shows in Europe. And I think that that's something that has fit really well with Botanical Paperworks because we had got our start in consumer goods. And so that style of marketing, I'm not really sure how to describe it other than just it's um, it's 
it's really thinking about what that end consumer is wanting to see from some of the best consumer brands and then bringing that those styles and those products into the promotional product industry. I've just really loved that. And it, and like I said, it's it's been a great fit with Botanical Paperwork. So I think that's something that Canadian the Canadian industry is already noting. Um, but I but by looking to the European d customers there, we can continue to take inspiration from that. Good. Okay. Well, it's always good to find those little insights um, that, that can help members, both suppliers and distributors, you know, and look at, you know, what, what they're doing in the future. Heidi, you, you know, most of your customers probably don't concern themselves with the challenges of manufacturing in Canada and especially the challenges of manufacturing during a pandemic. But what have some of the challenges been uh, and continue to be as a, as a Canadian manufacturer? Well, you know, as with most things, there are there's challenges and opportunities. And so I really can't speak about one without the other, because the opportunity for us is the fact that we're producing it all in Canada. And that has been a great benefit and value to our customers because we can ship within Canada and the United States. And we don't have the issues about bringing it in from overseas. But um, yes, as a manufacturer, the challenges are in securing adequate raw materials supply. So for us, that's the waste paper that we use for our uh, our seed paper, as well as the seeds and um, some of the other add-in items like cardstock and envelopes and ribbon and things. Um, I think also that uh, labor, getting uh, great team members and retaining them, that is top of mind because in a manufacturing environment, we need a great team to produce these products and get them shipped out the door. Um, you know, I think that an emerging, or not emerging, it continues to evolve, which is the, how are you a manufacturer and leveraging technology? Because this is, I've, I've referred to it being a handmade product. We have people who are actually forming each sheet. We need to do that because of seeds. You know, we can't keep them, we can't squish them. We don't wanna damage them in any way. We want them to grow when the card or the business card gets planted. But um, by the same token, we want to use technology to do whatever technology can do. So I've noticed that we are spending more money, making more investment, and I'm glad to do that. But in the technology that runs our manufacturing systems, in our order taking, in our um, um, the, the pushing of an order through the, through the plant and then out the door, trying to... Uh, evolve and leverage technology to do what it can do and then let us humans do the part that we do best, the creativity and the, the producing of the paper. Um, and then another thing with manufacturing is that I'm really passionate about really encouraging women in manufacturing because that's just something personally that uh, is of a great importance to me. And we don't see often a lot of women, especially not women CEOs in manufacturing. So I like to volunteer my time wherever I can to um, raise awareness for that. Now, Heidi, you've been a, a supporter of our, our WE event. Um, do you want to give a plug uh, for those people who haven't participated in WE and you know maybe are thinking about it? Because we are going to have WE in person again. It's going to happen. Do you want to give a plug for the value you've seen in, in being an active participant with WE? Yeah, I think WE is a really important event for our industry because I think supporting each other is really important. And that's a place, it's a safe space. Um, to to talk about the challenges as women in business that we face and to also learn and do professional development. And hey, have a great time because we work really hard, all of us. 
all of us in this industry work very hard. And so to be able to combine the support, learning, and fun together, I think it's a really good investment. And I'll speak to the leaders out there. I think it's a great investment that you can make in your, your people and your team members. And it's just wonderful to think about being able to gather together uh, in person. I mean, wow, that just it sounds so great. <laughs> Well, first of all, I shouldn't speak in acronyms. So our women's empowerment event uh, is what we're talking about. We, two E's. And, um, you know, our, our team of staff and volunteers are hard at work trying to make sure that in 2022, we have an in-person we event. Because uh, although I don't participate uh, uh, at the actual event, I know how important it is for the industry and for those uh, people who are who are part of the we community. So, um you know, for, for those people listening to Heidi's endorsement, that's not just Heidi's endorsement. I think you'd find that any woman in the industry who's been uh, part, part of that would, would add to what Heidi said. Yeah, I agree. And thanks for adding in the uh, the full acronym, the Women in, Women's Empowerment Event. Yeah, excellent. So we're, uh, it, you know, it's part of, for us as an association, you know, we we know that there's the value in getting people together and that we have to do that as well. So, you know, we did have our one in-person um, trade show during the pandemic. It wasn't easy to do, but we we do know that there's so much value in getting people together, and we is just one example uh, of that. And we're excited um, to you know get the industry back together in person. You know, you and I are both in Winnipeg. We happen to not live very far from each other, but you know, uh, as a result of the pandemic, we have not seen each other very often at all. So I know we're all looking forward to finding more reasons to to be together again soon, and and use promotional products as part of that. That's right. We, I think you and I, we had that one socially distanced lunch on the sidewalk in front of Botanical Paperworks at one point when the count in Winnipeg was very low, and that was it was wonderful to see you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun actually to see how people have have embraced needing to do things differently, and uh, you know I enjoyed having lunch with you out on the sidewalk. Um, you know, and, <laughs> and I think those are some of the things that you know as as, as organizations as businesses will look at. You know. What are those some of those things that you did differently, and how do you keep those going? Um, I enjoyed, you know, with some colleagues doing some walking meetings just so we could be together but be outside, and it felt a little bit safer to do that. So I'm hoping some of those things stick for us. Yeah, and I think working from home is a great example of something for us is that is going to stick. That we have been able to identify that there are certain positions within the company where we can offer that uh, uh, work from home or a hybrid work from home and that there are advantages to us as a company in terms of taking less space within the plant and for the team member too, in terms of uh, you know less commute and focus at home. So that's something that I know that, that we are gonna be taking uh, with us going forward. So Heidi, as you look forward for your company, um, I know you, you, you know, sustainability you've talked a lot about and, and what that means for future products. What do you, what's what's next for botanical paperwork? You know, if you look five years down the road, what do you see in the future for for your business? Well, I'm very intrigued about this idea about bringing um, more sustainable, eco-friendly niche products to the promotional product industry. And I've got some ideas in my head. I'm not ready to share those yet. We uh, want to do a good job of launching soap, and so that's where all of our focus is going right now. But I, I see that as another way to diversify and as a way to keep growing because i really feel that as a company that we we need to always be growing because that keeps us in step with um inflation and um also grabbing and capturing opportunities as they come our way 
So I want to just continue to create the more, more and more value that we can offer to our promotional product distributors so that Botanical Paperworks continues to be recognized as a leader in the sustainability sector and also in terms of um, unique niche products. And what do you see next for the industry when you look down the road for, for the industry in Canada? What, what do you see on the horizon for the, for the broader industry? Well, I see some potentially challenges with the rising inflation and the recovery of post-COVID, but I am very optimistic. So that's not to say that those challenges are going to be insurmountable, but they're, but they're there. And I think that continuing to evolve the value that we provide as an industry to the end user is key. And so, um, because if the customers recognize the value, then the business thrives. That's my thinking on this. And I think that reconciling the and coming to an understanding of the advantages of the digital digital versus the in-person relationship is really key and capturing the best of both because we've all seen the benefits of being able to attend, let's say, a virtual trade show and access those resources online um, and versus also what we've lost in terms of the relationships, the camaraderie and the collaboration that happens in person. So, you know, you were saying that earlier, which is going to be like wrestling with this, trying many different things to see what is going to be right for the next chapter for the industry. But I'm optimistic about that because, you know, going back to when you and I first started working together with on the PPPC board, that was a moment in time where what had worked before was not what was going to work going forward. And that was rec the board recognized that, our members recognized that, and um, some very important changes were made that then resulted in the enhanced health of the association and value to the members. And you know, we'll do that again, because I think that if we all continue to take massive action and to try many different things, that we will figure out what works and what delivers the value and makes the industry thrive. Um, it's only when we sit back and just wish it was like it used to be, that. Would, and, but I don't see people in our industry doing that. So that's what makes me very excited for what's to come. Well, good. Well, I appreciate those insights. You know, experimenting is something that you talked about. We've all, I think, had to do over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I, I think I spent the first weeks or months of the pandemic wishing for things to be the, the way they were, but that that didn't work. So, um, you know, we, we have to look to the future. And, um, you know, I'm excited to hear that you continue to innovate. Um, knowing you the way I do, that is no surprise to me. Uh, and I know for your customers, they would expect nothing less than innovation from you and from the many great suppliers in our industry here in Canada. So, Heidi, I want to thank you for for taking the time to share your story and your insights with us. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you on, on a sidewalk sometime soon. Well, that sounds wonderful. And before we go, let me say a huge thanks to all of our distributor customers for um, your loyalty and your support. And I look forward to seeing everybody, suppliers and distributors in person. I'm so excited about the announcement about the national convention in September. And thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks, Heidi. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Promocast Canada. And please join us again. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to Promocast Canada. Stay tuned for future episodes featuring more of Canada's promo leaders.